listener production. You, you, you got queer questions, we got queer answers. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to Come Out Wherever You Are. Today is Friday, and that means another episode of Queer Questions. Today, we're going to be zeroing in on the L word. That's right. The fabulous L in the LGBTQIA plus queer alphabet. And like all of our AMAs, we're going to work our way up from bland to spicy, full-on spicy, okay? We're going to ease our way into challenging questions that straight and queer humans alike have and have always wanted to ask and maybe felt a little too uncomfortable to talk about when it comes to lesbians. And because I am not a lesbian myself, I have brought in an expert who has experience with lesbianism. Emma Horn (laughs) is an actress and a queer social media powerhouse with nearly 200K followers on TikTok and Instagram combined. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You got queer questions. We got queer answers. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited. I've been stalking you for years. Me too. We've been just stalking each other. (laughs) Now, before we dive in, we're going to unpack your sexuality a little bit. That's an easy, that's easy. Very easy, very black and white. (laughs) Like everything in the queer community, very black and white. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sweating. No, 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 not at all. So you have identified as a lesbian before. It is an important part of your story, but you identify as queer now, correct? Correct. I find that I love the word queer. I love calling myself queer. And that is the word I am drawn to when Mm. someone, I say, oh, I'm queer. Um, However, uh, I do feel like on social media and online, um, yeah, it's important to acknowledge kind of where I came from. And I'm like, I also identify with being a lesbian. Yeah. If that confuses you, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) That's their problem, not yours. Yeah, true. I think the important thing on this show and the important space that we've created is like gender euphoria, sexual euphoria, Mm -hmm. euphoria in general is something that is an individual conversation. Yes, please. If that works for you, if both of those things work for you, Mm -hmm. you are not the first, you are not the last. And it's probably more important to acknowledge that as your important distinction than not doing it. Right? (laughs) But today we are going to be having a conversation about that word lesbian and some of the questions that get asked. Um, Before we dive in, I guess, let's just acknowledge that. I'm just going to set the scene for you. You are an actress. So like, here's your backstory for your character. And then the character is yourself. I have asked hundreds of humans uh, what questions they have specifically to the lesbian experience. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice that a lot of them seep into queerness. So it's perfect for you. And I specifically told them nothing was off limits on purpose Mm -hmm. for the sake of of education. So right. you don't you don't have to answer the questions. In fact, if something is offensive, I'd rather you say that. Sure. So that people listening understand that maybe they shouldn't ask that question again. Right, great. Right. Um, there we go. <laughs> so we're gonna start bland. Right. Okay. So there's two messages that I got that I thought would be interesting for us to talk about. The first is a, is a simple question and the second is a, uh, like a statement, a story. Yep. So the first is, I think I might be lesbian, but how would I know? We'll pause and we'll go right into the second question first before we answer. My daughter is 12 years old Mm -hmm. and thinks she is a lesbian, but she's very young. This makes me so sad to read because I just hate this. This is, and they they sent this in? To me, yeah. Yep. But she's very young and hasn't even experienced sexual intercourse with a man or a woman yet. How can she possibly know? That's why it was hard for me to read because I'm like, (sighs) oh, I was this person. I'm sure you were this person Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I guess broadly, how do you know if you're young is the question. I think the first question that comes into my mind 
how do you know you were straight then if you identify as straight, which I maybe assume that the parent mm, mm. may. Yeah. Um, because we're never asked that as kids. It's like, oh, well, oh, I, I, I even hate, I kind of hate getting that question now. And it's a lot of the time people who are not really immersed in the queer community ask the question, oh, but like, how did, so, how, so when did you know? And it's like, a, it's like this little secret, the yeah. way they ask it. And I'm like, sure, I can give you, it's not when, it's my whole life, like just all these little tiny little moments. Mm. And asking any kid, like, when did you know your sexuality? It's like, well, it's kind of just a part of your life and turning into the person that you are. Mm. You don't ask, even if like this little 12-year-old boy and 12-year-old girl are dating, you never say to them, when did you know you were straight though? Hmm? Yeah, exactly. Like, you better think about that. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. When did you know? How old were you? You know what? This is, it actually makes me sad to answer this question because I was super cut off from my sexuality. Okay. From a vet, like, for a really long time. I'm talking like until I was like 20. Okay. I didn't, I definitely, I thought about, like I, I really tried to um, date boys and think I was into that, but I knew I, I, I knew I really wasn't. Um, I didn't find an emotional connection. And that was a big thing. And I didn't realize that was a big thing for me. That's why I was like, why, why can I sort of be attracted? Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't find this like connection. And anyway, um, yeah, it wasn't until I was like 20 and then I had a click moment of meeting this girl and I was like, ooh. That's why I've been struggling. Yeah. And I did like have those moments where I would think about so many of my best friends and be like, hold on, let me just like think about them in a certain way for like one second. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. So for me, I don't even know. Like it was just, it was always there, but it was just me, if that yeah. makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. But can I like say with that question, mm. if you're wonder if you're worried about how young your child is, I feel, um, and I teach kids as well, so I like love them so much. Like, I think if you're truly worried just because of the age, just let it go. Then, like, let her figure out who she is. Um, if she's saying this is her sexuality at a young age, listen to her. If it changes in a couple of years, listen to her. Then you know yeah. what I mean. Just listen and go with it. Yeah, that's great. Moving on. Moving on. Is there a polite way to ask someone if they're a lesbian is the larger question, but then another story is, I'm pretty sure a colleague is a lesbian, but I'm just not sure if I'm being stereotypical is the is what they wrote in. My like thing is like, why do you care? Why do you care like what their sexuality is unless you feel like they're not being supported in some way and you want to be that person or is it just for like, you want to know because it's interesting if they're gay? Yeah. Um, have you been asked in a way that made you feel like it wasn't icky? Have I ever been asked, are you gay? Are you In a work environment? Because that's different, I feel right? Like, like on set for you. No, like I always, you know what I do? I find a way to bring it into the conversation. Me too. Yeah, because I don't want to be asked because it just, yeah, you don't want to be, you know, put in those situations where, it might go a bit quiet or like sometimes I'm like, okay, usually on set, I feel completely comfortable. I know there will be someone else queer there. I know that it's like a normal thing, but there are like some little sets I've been on that I'm like, hold on. I don't really know the vibe here. So I'm going to be like, yeah, like my girlfriend or like my ex-girlfriend. And then just like wait. Searches around, around. looks with their eyes. Yeah. We all do that, don't we? It's like, if I get to it first, then you don't get to make me uncomfortable later. Speaking of stereotypes, 
It's definitely getting a lot better in the media, but I think it is fair to say that there is a stereotype of what a lesbian should look like, uh, or maybe not should, but just looks like. And I think it's reinforcing casting a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it starts and ends with a short haircut, usually. Um, just like there are bears and twinks and muscle queens in the gay community, there are labels that get thrust upon women who like women. Lipstick lesbian, femme queer, like there's just all these labels. And I'm just wondering, is that problematic? Are those types of labels problematic or empowering? I hate it all, genuinely. Um, no, like obviously it's come from a place of, in history, like you kind of identified other lesbians and you found this place together. And there's probably like an empowerment in, you know, that came from wearing more like, quote unquote, in quotation marks, masculine clothes or mm-hmm. shorter hair and everything. And I, I totally get that. But I think we're moving more into a place where, you know, gender is so fluid. So you can't really look at, you can't look at someone now and be like, you look super you look like a lesbian, you look like a butch, you look femme. Because also, like, what even is butch and femme? Let's have that conversation. Yeah. But seriously, because I'm telling you right now, I could dress like the butch lesbian down the street and people would still call me femme. Yes. It's like an, I feel like it's an energy thing. So does it then really exist? Yeah, you're right. I'm glad you brought up, the first sentence you said was useful because in history, gay men and lesbian women have been able to present themselves in a specific way to find community. Mm -hmm. It was a great way of communication when words maybe weren't an option. And then also inside of them, there are a lot of people who that is their authentic self. They want the short hair. They Mm -hmm. want to wear boys clothing or vice versa. They want to dress femininely and wear makeup and that's their authentic self. That is easier for casting directors to get effectively to the point faster. So people instantaneously clock it as a gay man, clock it as a lesbian. But hopefully that changes over time. Mm. This is a question from a listener. I've recently come out and find that most of the lesbians at my local bar are not like me. Actually, most of the lesbians I see out and about are not like me. I just don't feel like I fit in. (laughs) Some of these things are funny. Uh, I don't do roller derby or rock climbing. (laughs) What can I do help? (laughs) Those are stereotypical, is, but they're okay, def- rock, are they true? Is rock climbing like a new lesbian thing? I think it's new. Uh, I'm the sorry. The last couple like, years. I'm picturing so many lesbian friends right now on Instagram just posting rock climbing. I'm not a part of it. Mm. I feel you. Whoever this is, like, let's be friends. Yes. Because, um, yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? Wait, they do roller derby. They don't. Oh, they're they saying don't. I don't do roller <laughs> derby. I don't rock climb, but I feel like everyone else does. Clearly, they're saying if you don't fit in, and this is a problem with the whole queer mm-hmm. community. There is a type and there mm-hmm. are specific activities. It's like being a gay man who yeah. doesn't like drag race. Like, sorry, you're screwed. But for yeah. lesbians, they're listing roller derby and rock climbing. If you don't feel like you can meet, like, well, how do you meet people then? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. It's a, it's, a, it's a great question. But also, there's a, just to let you know, um, honey, there's a great community who's bad at sports too. So I, I feel like I feel like there's a stereotype of queers who are bad at sports. Just saying, but like, mm. yeah, I, I feel you. I actually often feel alone in the community. Like it's weird because I have I do a lot online with the community. But the other day I was thinking, where the like where are all my where are all my queer friends at the moment? Like mm. also coming out of a relationship, I feel like I lost a bit of that. Yeah, and it it's like. I don't know. There's a bit of tight-knit community. You're right. Like, and that people are doing the same activities and mm. they go to the same bars constantly. It is kind of how do you fit into that? And I say to that, help me. 
There you go. So this actually is you. Did you write this question? It was you. My house, like, wait. (laughs) I'm capable of, this is another listener question. I'm capable of having sex with a man as in it's not something that I hate, but my heart only feels capable of falling in love with women. Does that make me a lesbian? Do you want to be a lesbian? Mm, Good answer. Are you, like, do you identify as a lesbian? That's what I would say because nothing makes you a lesbian. Um, It's just really how you feel. Um, Yeah. I love that. Good answer. Gold star lesbian was brought up a couple times. (laughs) I had to Google it, which is hilarious because I host this (laughs) podcast and why did I not know? But gold star gay and gold star lesbian, I guess, are two things. It basically means you've never had sex with someone of the opposite sex. So a gold star lesbian means they've never had sex with a man. But the question specifically is, do you feel that that is a problem, those words? And are they used as a way to rank lesbians as in gold star lesbians are better than the uh, lesbian who's had sex with a man. Totally. I think the second part was very true. Um, I think it was super popular on TikTok when it became this new TikTok lesbian vibe. Mm. Um, I noticed that and it was like gold star lesbians. It was like, it was a badge that people wore, which is strange. It's weird. Like it is so weird to me because who you sleep with, your ex-partners, your dating history has nothing to do with what your sexuality is. Preach. Yeah. It's a good segue into our spicy questions. If you Great. thought those questions were oh spicy, God. get ready. It's just, yeah, the most offensive question that came in, and I'm telling you it came in 50 times, is how do lesbians have sex? I'm, do people ask you that online? Be honest. No, people in real life. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm from Gross. Queensland. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so that's just, hi, how are you? What do you want for your coffee? And how do lesbians how have do, sex? Yeah, just slip me a note. Um, how do you answer in real life? If someone, if I asked you that, how would you answer? I feel sorry for you. Boom. Okay. What is like a, <laughs> if we're in a private place and someone asked it to you and you could tell that they were like really wanting to understand more, what would be a way that we could say, not answer the question, but like get them to find the answer out on their own? Like, how would you go about that? I would probably ask them like genuinely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the, the way you answered is the right answer, which yeah. is like, I, that's, I feel sorry for you. That's gross. But I'm <laughs> no, also trying to figure No, I feel sorry for out. you because if you don't know, like if you're a person that clearly thinks like, P and V is the only way. I feel like you're. It, that's a sad time. Mm. That's a sad. That's sad. Those might be that's people who are sorry. uneducated about their own orgasm. Well, probably. Or how to give mm. someone an orgasm. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I have you know straight women friends and four sisters. Um, so I can tell you that go. it's possible. That's a thing, and. Friends have said to me, oh, but it's just like, it's normal not to orgasm. Like, that's just normal. Like, and I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It, no, you don't have to orgasm whenever. But like, that's not normal. There's nothing really normal, but I'm scared. That's a straight thing to say. <gasps> yeah. I'm going to get dragged for that, but it's totally true. But it, that's no, that. I hope you get dragged for that. No, because, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just feel like a lot of men, may, my, I'm gross generalization, but pretty much true. Yeah, but I'd also... You know, why not, not please a woman? If they genuinely want to know, I'll be like, do you want me to tell you many different ways? Because also you can have sex like that with whoever you are with as well. Mm. I did this video with my with my mom once. I've actually done a couple of videos with my mom where I would... Um, first I'd ask her like if she... Which um, female celebrity she'd like to go for. Yeah. I also Jennifer Aniston once with Sandra Bullock and she was like, oh, Sandy B. Yes, like, duh. Um, anyway, and then I uh, I said, is there any question, mom, you, you want to ask me? Like, And she was smiling and I was like, what is it? Here we go. Ask me. And she just wouldn't ask me. And then 
Um, yeah, it was literally, how do you have… I'm like, mm. and it is weird hearing you say, why are we being asked those questions though? Like, I get it. They're curious, but also like, it just… Sex education, that's where it lies, honestly. Yeah. Like… And for your mom, it makes a little more sense to me. If you yeah. think about sex education at its very best, it is bad. Like at its totally. very best, they're not usually breaking yeah. down the female orgasm totally. or how a man yeah. and another man could have sexual intercourse. Definitely. And so the question gets brought up, I think, like being interested and intrigued is not a bad thing. No, not at all. It's where you channel mm-hmm. that intrigue. Mm-hmm. And I think we now have the internet in such an aggressive and powerful and beautiful way for almost everyone in the world that maybe explore safely the questions and then go to someone and say, hey. Yeah. So I, I've, I've had this question and I, I thought it might be insensitive. So I did a little bit of research, but I, I have a, a follow-up from my research. God, I bet the average queer person would live for that. They'd go, ask oh. away, thank you. Instead because, of what's we'll say it again, it's not up to us queer people to educate you, but we will, mm. but we will. <laughs> Another question. This is still in the spicy category. Is there always one person who is a man in a lesbian relationship? <laughs> I think it's such a great question, Sean. Um, I, think I don't believe you thought you. of it yourself. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, the whole purpose sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when you're a lesbian, um, sometimes it means that like you don't want a man to be with you. <laughs> Not all the time. I'm just trying to be inclusive here. Um, but uh, no, there is definitely not. No. Full stop. I do think <laughs> no it's funny. No full stop, yes. That like we're, we live in such a male-dominated society that even when, when uh, two women choose to be together, that the first question people want to ask is, well, who is the man? Because it makes them feel more comfortable to understand. Yeah. We can look at a straight relationship and we get it. We get it in all the wrong ways, stereotypically, and those stereotypes are reinforced by movies and mm-hmm. film and television and social media. But we we start to understand this man does X and she does yes. Y. So when they look at our relationships, they go, "How? which one hmm. does, but who's going to fix things? Yeah. Who makes the dinner? And they want to understand that because we are what? Nosy. Yeah. <laughs> We are. We just want to I actually love this question as well, in a sense, because it's kind of like, yeah, why are you asking the question? Because usually it is to answer like, oh, well, then how does this work? Or like, what if you were to get married? Who would propose? And things like that. Yes, you're right. And that's why I feel like queer people are so going against the grain with everything. Like, Mm. we're just ahead. We are. Like, Mm. because we don't fall into those gender roles a lot of the time. I mean, some people still do. And there's definitely, I know lesbian couples who other people would look at them and think, oh, that's, that's the man and that's the woman. But that's just not true. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. um, it's gender expression and people will put you in a box. Just They, they need to see it. They need to like identify you as something yeah. and be like, that makes sense to me and that's mm. what it is. But um, There isn't a script for us. And yeah, what we're figuring I'm, it out ourselves. Yeah, we're writing our own. But I will say that sometimes it's easy to just follow the scripts. Like as a, as a man who's married to a man who is raising children mm-hmm. for the first two years of life, we just realized we were following the script. So okay. I just fell into the role of mother and he fell into the role of father. And it was right. two years in before we were like, this isn't working for us at all. Yeah. And I think a lot of straight people wake up multiple years in and mm-hmm. go, this isn't working. Because of my vagina, I have to cook dinner? 
because I have breasts, I'm the one who cleans? Yep. And I think queer people, you're right, are ahead in that respect because they're forced to deal with that earlier on. Yeah. And they say, what do you want to do? What are you good at? Versus because of your body parts, you're going to do X. Mm -hmm. There's often a disconnect between public comfort with lesbians and public comfort with gay men. Gay men are often labeled as like discriminated against and gay women are often what I would call fetishized. Now, we know members of this community, that those are the same things. Like being fetishized is discrimination. But the question was asked to me, why does society seem more comfortable with lesbians than gay men? Wow, I've never heard me neither. that question but before. Because I think it's very untrue. However, considering our society very much runs off cis white men, kind of makes sense. And I'm wondering who asked the question yeah. um, because obviously lesbians are fetishized and that's the demo, that's the people that fetishize them. Mm. Um, but that's not an accurate representation of lesbianism, being a lesbian. Yeah. And that pisses me off, to be honest. <laughs> Good. It should. I like the question because I think it brings up a really interesting observation around is fetishization discrimination, and I think it is. I think mm -hmm. anytime you think it is within reason or your right to communicate with anyone mm. about their sex in relationship to you, that is dehumanizing, demoralizing, disgusting. Yeah. It shouldn't be happening. And I think it almost always happens by a man and a woman is the one who has to like take that on more than I do as a gay man. I also feel like just thinking about the question... And again, bringing it back to like, it just being about sex, like, because that's not what we are. Like, mm. it's not um, mm. lesbians. They're not lesbians who have lesbian sex. They're not gay men who have gay sex. Like, they're men and women and people who happen to have asexuality. And I think that question is about why are people more comfortable with seeing lesbians kiss mm. than men. Mm. And I think that kind of gives you a bit of a, um, insight there. Yes. And the insight into like maybe even every question we've asked and answered today yeah. is one, would you, how would you feel if someone asked you that as a straight person? I'm just guesstimating that these, yeah. a lot of these people are straight. And if you do not feel uncomfortable about it at all, unless it's a stranger, let's just ask yourself that. If you do not feel uncomfortable about a complete stranger saying, do you fuck your wife and mm. what positions? I have a great therapist and you could consider talking to them about why you feel <laughs> uncomfortable. Like that, those aren't normal yeah. things to be asked those questions. Yeah. And I think gay people, mm. because we represent a smaller part of this community and we're often like put, or society, and we're often put on this weird pedestal of like being different. You're that so people just, right. right? That is a really good place to, to stop. The last question I want to ask you is looking back on your journey when you think back to when you first started to kind of work through your stuff in your early 20s, is there a message you'd want to say to that person? Um, there's not something wrong with you. Um, everyone's sexual journey, even if you are gay, even if you're straight, if you're, even if you're whatever, however you identify, it's still very unique to you and do not feel pressured to do anything you don't want to do mm. to fit in, basically, um, which is probably cliche. But I think uh, coming into such a wonderful but strong community that the LGBTQ plus community is, we can feel pressured to fit into the boxes. Yeah. And I think 
it's important to realise that we're all individuals and um, we don't, we can, we can find our own way. Amazing. If people want to find you all over the internet, where and how? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at, my username's just my name, Emma Horn. Same with Instagram, but I've got three N's, Emma Horn. There we go. <laughs> You'll find it. Yep. And, um, You'll definitely be able yeah, to find it because we'll great. put it into the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and answering these questions. I know we threw you for a loop with a lot of them. Yep. The most important thing about education is authenticity, honesty. We're just chipping away slowly but surely so chipping people won't away. ask these questions again. Mm, yeah. Let's hope that they're all listening. The people that, you know, share it with a friend right now. Go and do it. it. Goodbye. Bye. Come Out Wherever You Are is presented by me, Sean Zepps. Our lovely producer is Lindsay Grain. Our executive producer is Lemma Zacharia. And we can't forget our audio producer, Chris Marsh. That's it. See you next week.